Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes off the internet. Today is January 8th, 2020. This is episode number 38. Um, I'm going to stick with my same format, highlighting one defensive player and one offensive player. So let's go ahead and jump right in. The first player highlighted is going to be Jashawn Corbin, running back transfer from Texas A&M. And this is what I wrote about him. Uh, Big, fast, elusive, also a kick returner. Got injured in the Clemson game. Um, If he can recover from the uh, hamstring injury, he will challenge any and everyone for uh, running back one status. Um, Should immediately be eligible to play since he had the medical red shirt. Catches the ball nicely out of the backfield. Um, And some of the uh, stuff I saw on YouTube, this guy, if he can recover from the hamstring injury he's gonna be a player man i mean he's really gonna challenge you know every running back on the roster for uh first string reps um dynamic kickoff returner um he does everything well man um the only thing i can say about him is uh you know he's got to recover from that hamstring injury and if he get if he gets a clean bill of health on that you know, the sky's the limit for this guy. Uh, originally a Florida State commit. Um, he followed Jimbo Fisher to Texas A&M when he left Florida State. And he decided to come back home, man. So, you know, hopefully everything will work out for him. Uh, next up is going to be Jamarcus Chapman, defensive end. 6'2", 271. Um, and this is what I wrote about him. Big physical player. Uh, staff moved him to defensive tackle, but he's still listed as a defensive end. Height and weight consistent with that of a edge rusher. Um, like always, weight room and film room, film room, a must for this guy. Wherever he plays, needs to increase energy. Um, take off on pass rush, needs work. Um... I didn't really see him play a lot um, from the stuff on YouTube. Um, I had to refer back to his uh, high school tape. And again, my rule, my rule to look at high school tape is one year removed from high school. And um, I mean, he was an explosive player, man, in high school. Um, I don't know what happened at Florida State, but um, he's a big guy. Um, he's physical. Um I feel like he can play edge rusher for us. Um, Jamarcus uh, Chapman, Quayshawn Fuller, Curtis Fan, uh, Malcolm Lamar or Malcolm Ray, excuse me. Um, These guys going to have to step up, man. You know, because they're going to have to play this year. Um, They need to get in the weight room, film room. They, whatever the coaching staff asked them to do, they got to do it. Um, this guy, Jamarcus Chapman, I feel like can be a contributor for us. 
Um, I don't really see him being as a starter. I think uh, if Kane Doe is coming back, it's pretty much going to be Kane Doe and Robinson. But um, he has talent. So it's just a matter of can he apply himself and get out there and dominate. Um, next, I wanted to talk about best football speeches, uh, movies, real life, anything. And I just came up. I don't have like a ranking for this. I don't want to disrespect anybody. But these are just some of my all time favorites. Uh, best football speeches, movie, real life, anything. Um, and I really don't like this guy, but I like this speech he gave after this loss. Uh, Tim Tebow, uh, the Florida Gator speech after the uh, old Miss loss. I mean, it's kind of legendary. Um, Derek Moore, Georgia Tech. If you ever get a chance. Go to YouTube and type in Derek Moore for Georgia Tech. Very, very inspirational guy. Um, Charles Dutton and Rudy. One of the best football, you know, encouraging speeches I've ever heard. Um, Denzel Washington, Remember the Titans. Everybody knows that speech. Everybody's seen that movie. Um, Billy Bob Thornton. Friday Night Lights. All right. Um, you know, halftime at the, in the uh, big championship game in that movie. Very inspirational stuff, man. Um, Ray Lewis, Madden 13 uh, speech. Now, if that don't give you goosebumps, nothing will. All right. And then my all-time favorite. And I'm not saying this is number one or nothing, but just my all-time favorite is Al Pacino, Any Given Sunday. One of the best ever, man. So, if you have any thoughts or you got any movies or real-life speeches from football coaches that you want to talk about, hit me up in the comments. Um, next segment is gonna is called Life and Football. And this is what I wrote about that. To me... Football imitates life. A lot of the things I have experienced on the field, I have experienced in everyday life. For example, adversity, success, team, comedy, brotherly love, triumph, failure, favoritism, bias, work ethic, entitlement, privilege, mental awareness, attention to detail, crime, perseverance, attitude, domination, family. Those are just some of the words that I use to describe football. On any level of football, a player will experience some, if not all, of these emotions and situations, regardless of talent level, race, color, creed, or religious belief. Football is the ultimate game because it brings people together. Football can also divide people like no other sport can. For example, in the state of Texas, football is king. Every city or town takes pride in their team. If they are not good, it will affect the community. We at Florida State have been down for three years, and you see the effect it has on the fan base. All in all, football is an emotional game. Success breeds happiness. Failure breeds misery. So um, we've experienced a lot of adversity the last three years, 
And hopefully, hopefully, Norvell and this coaching staff and his support staff can get us back. Um, <clears throat> next, I wanted to talk about uh, who produces the best talent or why does these three states produce consistently the top talent? And that's going to be Florida, Texas and California. And this is what I wrote about that. Every state produces talent. I wanted to take a look at why Florida, Texas, and California produce college and NFL talent consistently every year. So these are the three things that I think factor into them, these three states producing talent every year. Number one, climate. These three states are in a warmer area of the United States, so it gives kids more chances to train and play versus a cold environment where it's hard to train um, if it's really cold outside, like up north or something. Um, number two, location. Up north is primary urban areas, meaning not a lot of fields to play versus down south where there's football fields everywhere. Um, and number three is going to be sports preference. Football is king in the south, the west, the southeast, and the northwest. Basketball dominates the east. Uh, let's see. New York City and Miami, for example, geographically two totally different cities. Uh, New York City produces more basketball talent than anywhere in the world. Probably Miami or South Florida is the most football talent rich area in the world. However, football is not a global game yet. More football fields in the south, more basketball courts in the north, basically. Not to be lost in the mix, New Jersey plays a good brand of football. South Georgia, where Florida State, where Florida State gets a lot of its talent, is a talent-rich area also. So pretty much football, to me, rules is the most dominant sport in this country, pretty much. And if you live in a warmer climate, this is why those areas produce more football players because of warmer climate in my opinion um and next i wanted to talk about the football staff now you get a lot of pundits on various outlets talking about this is going to be a great staff this this staff is built for recruiting they don't know because when willie taggart was hired two years ago everybody was all on this staff man but you see what happened so this is what i wrote about that Florida State football staff review. Again, I don't know anything about these guys. I can say this is a great staff, but I don't know. I'm not going to copy anything someone else, is, someone else says just to get attention. I will take the wait and see approach. Um, it's good that Norvell is familiar with all these coaches. Um, that can breed success. Like I have said throughout this podcast, strength and conditioning one identifying talent two great x's and o's three and winning four if the staff can do that then okay norvell pick great guys if not then it's willie taggart 2.0 i mean enough said all right we we don't know what this staff is going to be i mean i've heard a lot of 
people on various podcasts and wherever on the internet, hey, this is going to be a great staff. We don't know. Can they develop talent? Can they acquire talent? Can they recruit talent? That's what we need to know. And, you know, they've got some people to transfer in. And um, so we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, Go get Zach Evans, the running back. Go get him. You go get Zach Evans, then I'm on board, man. Go get go get somebody that, you know, Georgia gets or Alabama gets or LSU gets. Then I'm fully on board. Okay, the last thing I wanted to talk about is uh special teams. Most important or overrated? I'm going to say most important. A kickoff starts every game. Field position is the biggest factor in football. We have seen a kick six win games before. We have seen block or miss field goals determine a game's outcome. Punt returns, onside kicks, fake field goals, fake punt return, t- uh, fake punt returns happen all the time. Um, having a punter who can boom a kick or angle kicks is a serious weapon. A dynamic punt returner or kick returner is a major asset. Special teams are special for a reason. They determine so much in a game. When you are good in this area, it only enhances your chances of winning, and that's the goal. Um, <clears throat> I think special teams is really the most important aspect of football because it you got so many different things that special team special teams affect okay i mean you could have onside kick right to get the ball back to try to win the game a block kick a block field goal um a kickoff return for a touchdown a punt return for a touchdown i mean it's just so dynamic uh special teams um you and the one of the one of the um most overlooked aspects of special teams is the long snapper like you you've got guys that play that have played 20 years in the nfl just being able to long snap you know you make millions of dollars just doing that man you'll have a career in the league forever just being a long snapper so special teams are like to me just as big as offense and defense so that's going to conclude today's episode i hope you liked it um, it's available on YouTube. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify uh, Podcasts. For you guys that listen on YouTube, if you could go on one of those outlets and please subscribe, I would greatly appreciate it. Rate, review, subscribe on those uh, on those platforms. And as always, go nose. <laughs>